are there legitimate, real hacks for our ability to be more skillful, more satisfied in our life, and uh, yes, even more happy? Are there real, legitimate, as they say, hacks for that? Well, that's the exact question that we're going to ask today on Poetry, Passion, and Pleasure podcast with your host, Dale Byron. That's me. And uh, this is the place where we use poetry in uh, often very non-traditional ways, where we hitch it up to life's challenges and joys and troubles and losses uh, in ways to help us with new insights and with new inspirations and um, with new ways to uh, be in the world. So all of that is what we're up to here. So let's jump right into it. Uh, the note I made for myself um, is I said, in a world of exaggeration, of hype, of nearly constant puffery, <laughs> I think we know what that looks like. Might there actually be a more real and authentic way to tap into feelings of calmness, of safety, and yes, of happiness? And of course, all of that leading to us being more skillful in our lives and, uh, you know, being able to not only enjoy our lives, but to um, to be more skilled in how we undertake the things which are most important. And um, I I'm going to I'm going to call it today. Uh, I'm, the theme is going to be the idea of a righteous renewal. Uh, the theme is going to be about starting over again, and we're going to talk about that in a way that um, uh, starting over in the sense that as we're moving through our day, anytime we want, anytime we want, we can tap into um, a kind of uh, skillfulness, a kind of attention, a uh, kind of awareness that can bring us back to our senses and back to our sense of safety and um, uh, back to a, a sense of satisfaction and happiness. We're going to talk about all that. But the way I want to the way I want to get into it today, and of course we've we've got a kind of a central poem that we're going to use as we always do. Um, but the way I want to get into this is by starting with a story, and I think this story. Um, well, let me just tell you the story, but it's meant to give us a sense of what it would be like if we were sort of constantly right on the edge uh, of the moment where we were in the moment and where we were constantly had a kind of a really acute awareness and uh, were able to tap into this territory we're talking about um, that is a hack for our satisfaction and happiness and skillfulness. So here's the here's the story. I happened to be walking out of a uh, food market. Uh, this was uh, a number of years ago, several years ago. I happened to be walking out. It was super busy. Um, I was in a hurry. You know, I was in the middle of my to-do list. The, the, the market was only one thing on my list. And I had a bunch of other things that I had to get to, to attend to to make happen. And so 
uh, I've got um, a bag of groceries in my hand and I'm heading out the door, headed to the parking lot, already scanning where, you know, where did I leave my car? And just in front of me was, you know, what I saw uh, in a, in a, you know, very quickly, it was a very young uh, girl who maybe was three or something like that. And uh, her dad, and he was struggling with a couple, <laughs> two or three bags of groceries and what happened was the little girl, um, as we got out the door, we didn't even get out the door. That's why, you know, there's a kind of a traffic jam that occurred because this little girl just stopped. She just stopped and squatted down uh, in front of what I realized, uh, you know, just a moment or two later was a like one of those five gallon containers with a gardenia in it. And uh, she squatted down, you know, kind of sumo wrestler style <laughs> as only uh, a three-year-old can uh, with those amazing knees, right? She squatted down and at the top of her voice, she said, it's a flower. It's a flower. And she's looking eye to eye at uh, wh what I could see was a gardenia flower on this plant. Well, what was really interesting is that, um, first of all, I could see, and I, you know, kudos to her dad because he did not rush her along. And even though he, you know, he was a, a little hassled himself holding groceries, he kind of stopped and he waited for her to kind of, you know, move through this process that she was moving through. And, uh, all of a sudden, when I kind of could grok the whole context, the whole scene, I realized she's right. <laughs> this little girl is right. It's a flower and it's a miracle and it's amazing. And all of a sudden, I realized I looked up and I said, there's the sky and it's blue. And there's this brilliant cloud that's uh, in the sky that's so white and amazing. And uh, there's my car out there in the parking lot. Isn't it amazing and, and uh, gratitude giving that uh, I have a bag of delicious groceries. I'm going to get in the car. I'm going to drive home, put the groceries up. I'm going to meet a friend and I, you know, all the stuff I had planned, but all of a sudden it turned from, duty and trouble and got to get through this to-do list so I can, I don't know, get to the fun part. <laughs> it turned from that into this kind of amazement of it's a flower, it's a blue sky and all of that. So um, that is the thing that I'm talking about. What I realized, I've told this story a number of times, um, but what I realize is that this little girl at three years old, and I think it's probably more uh, typical of a three-year-old, uh, again, as long as they have supportive uh, people and parents around them, I think, to, uh, to engage in this. But they are more typically in the moment and able to connect with the uh, awesomeness of the world, the mystery of the world, the incredibleness of the world, and not take things for granted. You know, one of my uh, mentors, Brother David Stendlerass, used to say, the moment we take something for granted, 
The moment we take something for granted, we ourselves are exiled. We ourselves are exiled. And to the moment that we recognize the mystery, the magic, the awesomeness of all these things which are right around us, the taste of an apple, you know, the touch of a loved one, all these things, the, the smell of a redwood tree, all these things that bring us back and allow us to start again and again. It's, it's like no matter uh, in, a, in a kind of very basic mindfulness practice, um, in our daily world, it, the idea is that anytime we are lost in our story, lost in thought, lost in um, you know some kind of recrimination or or whatever it is, whatever it is, judgment, all the things that we tell ourselves stories about, but that we are capable of just stepping back and starting again, over and over and over again. It's like, it's like that's always available to us. It is a tool that is always available to us. And as soon as we regain our center, there's a lot of ways we could talk about this, that we regain our center, that we, uh, that we become uh, harmonious with ourselves and with others and with what I call the great other or the natural world, the moment we are connected with ourselves, with others, and the great other. Uh, all those terms we use for coming back to now and to be able to start over again, as that young girl did when she yelled, it's a flower. Well, now this is the part where I want to bring a poem today, as we always do. Because there is a way in which, um, you know, we talk about poems are simply uh, stories without the boring parts, or they certainly can be. And so this is a, um, a piece, it's called The Righteous, This Righteous Renewal, This Righteous Renewal. And uh, it goes like this. You'll see how I was inspired uh, by this young girl I saw some years ago. This righteous renewal. The moment we notice, the moment we notice our waking slumber, kidnapped again, kidnapped again, and on a speeding train of minds, constant chatter. Unending flows, unending flows of thoughts and thoughts about thoughts, unending flows of thoughts and thoughts about thoughts. Now convinced, now convinced that we ourselves, that we ourselves are no more than this ceaseless chatter. And that next comes the triggering memories of shame, of shame creeping in from our past along with a new disturbing measure of anxiety, all the fears we've dutifully tagged, and now name our future. And yet, and yet, 
and yet to be healed is to be remembered. And yet, and yet, to be healed is to be remembered instantly, instantly, in a simple innocence, as a fresh sensing. It is a flower, a tree, a mountain, we say. It is a flower, a tree, a mountain, we say, as we speak with the untrammeled gratitude of amazement. Flowers, trees, mountains, and we all become one. As if no such wonders had ever, had ever been seen before. Yes, yes. The moment we arrive home to our greater self, becoming more aware again of this wondrous seeing and feeling, knowing, knowing that our trauma, no matter how deep or long or hard, is not beyond healing is not beyond healing, and that in our moments of interior peace, and in our moments of interior peace, it is our centered self that feels the simple grace of beginning again and again. And surely, of all these humble miracles, and surely, of all these humble miracles, it is the grace of such a righteous renewal that grows and grows us ever more refreshed, redeemed, and remembered. And surely, and surely of all these humble miracles, it is the grace of such a righteous renewal that grows and grows us evermore refreshed, redeemed, and remembered. Well, of course, that is a poem uh, that I wrote. Um, and I think it captures the, the idea and the feeling of this starting over again and again and again, this righteous renewal a renewal of ourselves, a redemption of ourselves. And yes, a remembering. We've talked about this on the podcast before. Literally, if we think about that word, to remember ourselves in the way we want to be, to remember ourselves. As we say in the poem, and yet, and yet to be healed is to be remembered instantly in a simple innocence, as a fresh sensing. It is a flower, a tree, a mountain, we say. As we speak with the untrammeled gratitude of amazement. This is even though I used a, a kind of um, cliche term of the day, hacked, hacks for our happiness, I mean this in a very serious way. 
that the capacity for us to come back to ourselves, to recenter, to reharmonize, is essentially to see the world in a fresh way again. To see the world, to see a gardenia, <laughs> and to be so amazed that we stop and squat. I don't know about that. I don't know if I can squat in front of a gardenia, but you get my meaning. To stop and to be amazed by the world and to just name it. It's a flower. It's a cloud. It's an apple. All those things where we can come back to ourselves and not, and we talked about this a little bit uh, in the poem as well, um, where we say that um, uh, we've convinced ourselves that we're no more than this ceaseless chatter. Because when we are caught in this, um, you know, this monkey mind uh, as, as uh, one term for it, and, and not only that we're in this kind of monkey mind, but we have, um, we're not thinking as much as we're being thought. We're not thinking as much as we are being thought. And, and when I say that, I mean that we have totally attached ourselves to whatever story we're telling, and that is us. That is us. I remember an old expression from some time ago. I've always loved it. It says, uh, um, you know, uh, don't believe uh, everything you think. <laughs> Certainly don't be attached to everything that we think. So um, the righteous renewal is available to us at any moment of the day, any moment when we have fallen into a kind of, as the poem says, a waking slumber. We are literally, um, yeah, pretty literally asleep because we are listening to the internal narrative and we have totally attached ourselves to that story. And what we can do what is available to us is to start again, is to renew ourselves, to start again any moment that we um, can have a the, that sit of awareness. And uh, of course, we can practice and pickle ourselves and contextualize our world so that we are much more apt. And we can use poems that help us to stay more aware and awake and renewed and happy and happy. Okay, well, that's a wrap. That is a wrap. Um, you know, thank you so much for your listening ear. And uh, I just can't uh, express how much gratitude I have for each of you that listens to this podcast. Um, and if you know others, of course, who you think might be helped or might appreciate or just would enjoy the podcast, then, you know, let them know about it. Uh, and so also, as I always say, until next time and next poem or poems, please take good care of yourself. And also, and also, if you can, Take good care of someone else.